Kayla. Hi, I'm Bethann. And this is Let's Talk BL, a boys love podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Sunday, Series Sunday, the day of the week where we talk all about one series and one series only. Chock full of spoilers. So if you have not seen Heartstopper Season 2, go watch the show. Yeah, it's a great show. This was also a request. So we have not only, this is a very interesting episode, not only do we have two back-to-back western i know series slash films yes <laughs> we also have two back-to-back requests I know. So doing requests is fun if you guys have any requests send them our way so yes last week is a request this week is a request maybe next week will be a request i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens i know it's always so fun because yeah sometimes we hit a spot where we're like I don't know what to talk about. Like, there's so many things that have either come out or there's so many things that we've already talked about. And or they, we're like, like, haven't ended yet and we're, like, one episode away. What do, what do the people want to hear? And it's always nice when people just volunteer or, like, have you seen this show? Yeah, when like, people are, like, amazing. hey, hey, <laughs> talk about this. It's very convenient. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Heartstopper Season 2. Oh, my gosh. Request. Very Let's exciting. Okay, Nuts and Bolts. It's only eight episodes. It's on Netflix. Again, is this on Netflix internationally? Yes, I did check because Amazing. we got scolded a little bit last week for not being prepared enough. When sure, we were sure, like, sure. I don't know if this is available. <laughs> I, I prepared this week. So shout out that guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for the scolding. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yes, this is available okay. everywhere. I guess because somebody was saying that because uh, Red, 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 oh my gosh, Red, White, and Royal Blue was an Amazon original, and and Heartstopper is a Netflix original. That those are kind of more accessible internationally, right? And we that do, would make sense. Netflix is available internationally because that was the question last week: is is right. Amazon Prime worldwide. available worldwide? The answer is yes, it is. It is. Again, we got scolded last <laughs> week. To learned our lesson. Uh, I did check. Listen, I checked. We can't know all the information about everything, so chill out people uh and so yeah it's on netflix it stars as charlie joe Locke, and nick this kit connor yes kit connor oh. as nick nelson nick nelson who by the way if you remember the first time we talked about this show when we talked about heartstopper season one yeah. we throw like we crowned nick nelson the perfect the best of all bl boys and he holds the title he, still. He continues to hold this title. Literally the entire series, Ayla just kept going, oh my God, Nick Nelson is perfect. <laughs> he is. Nick Nelson is like, he is the perfect boy. He, he is really the perfect. Is. He nerded anything wrong. He nerded anything wrong. No, I can't think of I like, challenge you. Tell me one time Nick Nelson did something wrong in the show because I have not read all of the novels. Right. But in, in season one or season two, I challenge you. Tell me one time Nick Nelson did something wrong. No, I like I literally every everything that he did, like not wanting to come out to his friends and like taking time to do that kind of stuff and kind of grappling with like his relationship with his brother and like pretty much everything like it was understandable. Like everything he did was like, yeah, I don't know how he dealt with that or like I can understand anything wrong. It's true. Okay, synopsis. So I have two synopsis. I couldn't find any full series synopsis because usually what happens with Netflix is like they do episode by episode synopsis and they just have the season one because I guess if you're you're not really going to skip to season two. Right. If you don't know what happened. in season Yeah. One. So I found a, a synopsis on the trailer and then I found a synopsis for episode one of season two, which I feel like covers the gist. Yeah, no, we're just going to read the trailer synopsis. Because I read these and I was like, no, this is silly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Nick, Charlie, and the gang return as they journey through the next chapter of life, love, and friendship. 
cute. Cute. Super cute. All of our faves are returning in this season. Yeah. And our nemesis, I feel like worldwide nemesis, uh-huh. Ben. Ben is back. Um, Literally we love everyone but Ben. The complete opposite of Nick Nelson. The I most feel like that's the point. Horrible human <laughs> being. Like that's the, that's the point of finding Nick Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Lord of mercy. Season two, I feel like, was just as good as season one. It felt really different, but it also felt really similar. I like yeah. that we got more time with the side couples and the side characters. Like, I felt like, obviously, they developed those relationships differently and more. And, like, yeah, it was an interesting season. I really liked this season. I, I went into it being unsure if I would like it or not, just kind of based on... What again? And this is why you can't do things based on what you see other people say about a show, which <laughs> feels weird to say considering <laughs> that's literally, literally what, what I'm doing do. right now. But uh, like again, we've always said this: like take what we say with a grain of salt. For sure, for, for all the grains it, of like, salt. Also, everybody has their own opinion yeah, and the own way they process things. So I definitely went into this thing like, "Ooh, I wonder if I'll like this as much because I loved season one. And I did. I liked it just as much. I guess we can start. Why don't we start with Ben? Because I feel like we can get him over with so quickly because <laughs> there's true. like, honestly, there was a lot with Tao and L yes. that I want to talk about. And then there's also like so much with Darcy um, and Tara. Right. I will say pause on that. Uh, the the show overall talking about like the conversation and everyone's opinion the one thing I did see about this series when it came out was the fact that like people were kind of still a little salty about the controversy from season one and I did see a lot of conversation being like y'all this show isn't groundbreaking like other people are doing something very similar and there are good conversations to be had but like I think a lot of people wanted to put Heartstopper on a pedestal that it didn't need to be on. Right. It's it's not it's not groundbreaking. It's mm. just not. Again, I know we have name dropped this person before but like I highly recommend go read Dr. Thomas Badenet's thoughts yeah. on this show. I think they're very well articulated um, yeah. and very, very interesting. Um, but... Yeah, I think I saw a lot of people just sort of, like, calm down, I guess, a little bit on the hype for it. And yeah. maybe that was why. But I don't know. Again, Grana saw all of it because I loved it. It was really fun. It was great to watch. So, Ben. Yes. I appreciate that Ben got his comeuppance. Ben got publicly shamed. That boy did not know when to quit. In, like, the best way because, like, he got publicly shamed for basically being the worst boyfriend ever. Like, for being a douche. Yeah. Without without Charlie's situation with him having to be outed, right? So, like, yeah. because of Imogen and because of the way he treated Imogen, I really, like, I thought it was cool that he got to be publicly shamed for, like, being a dick in relationships. Yeah. Without... The beans having to be spilled. I know. My I like held my breath in that. Scene I was really I was worried. Like, I was oh really God. worried. It freaked me out. Ben's not a reliable dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, as honestly, as soon as Ben was like. I could get Charlie back. I want him back. Like, how dare you steal him from me? Like, okay, first of all, bro, Nick Nelson did not steal him yeah, from he you, wasn't considering the fact that you refused to place. date him in the yeah. first place. Like, you weren't dating. He didn't steal your boyfriend because you never were his boyfriend. Like, no. you were never Charlie's boyfriend to begin with. Whatever. No. 
Ben is the Earth's worst, and we all know he's the Earth's worst. Yeah. And he definitely gets his comeuppance, and good for all of us. And in relation to Ben, I feel like we can go to Imogen. I feel like she could have been that character that was, like, the scorned girl, the, like, evil girl. But she truly held on to, like, a good grounding of, like you know not she never turned evil she never I feel like Imogen never was gonna be that girl Imogen she was could never have. that character no and I felt like she did a great job I especially loved when Nick finally became brave enough to tell her that he was dating Charlie and she was like duh <laughs> well she says it to him first yeah, yeah 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 like she he's like trying to get through it and she's like what about Charlie that you guys are together and he was like, uh, 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 uh. and she was like, oh, sorry, I guess I should let you say it. It was which, really cute. Which I think is a cute, it's like such a teen experience, right? Where yeah. like so many teens, like uh, some people in general just can't like wait for other people to just say the thing. You're like, you already know, right? Like you hear so many parents being like, yes, of course you're gay. Like she's just, she's the cutest thing. I really feel yeah. like she's the cutest thing. And I like that they like brought her into their group like she became like she became what she called like the token straight like it was very sweet that she got like pulled into this group and like the friends accepted her and it was very sweet yeah i and another thing that we talked about like during this like right of charlie or nick coming out to her and all of this was how like interesting it is that the whole like co-ed teen sleepover thing is this like universal like all of the things the like whispering and the like all of the things that they did these like rituals are like almost or what we were like oh that's a universal like rite of passage like we did that like I did that as a teenager I'm curious to know because I know we've got people that listen from like all over the world I'd love to know if this this is a universality that like extends out of the west like out of the US out of the UK I'm very curious childhood sleepovers like such a thing right not necessarily sleepovers but this like i feel like what we were talking about was that like the teen co-ed sleepover was like a rite of passage we the first time you had like a co-ed we never had we never had in-house co-ed sleepovers we had lock-ins at church which were co-ed which is really ironic but yeah we were i don't know if we were never allowed to do co-ed sleepovers or if like that just wasn't a Thing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I am younger than you, so maybe it like kind of shifted generationally. I don't know because like we definitely did it, and it was like it definitely wasn't allowed for some reason until you were older. And I feel like I don't know how. <laughs> obviously, I'm not a parent, and I never did ask my parents, but like eventually, it was allowed. Like I like I had those yeah. sleepovers. Yeah, we didn't do. We also like I didn't have friend groups in my later years of college. Like I was single friends with a lot of people but yeah I don't remember I don't actually I don't remember sleepovers being a thing once you like hit like 16 oh my gosh so many of my friends oh but like that's why is you can like go to each other oh yeah yeah this was (laughs) totally a thing I mean we did sleepovers in college we would like pile in someone's room and like all spend the night but yeah yeah actually now that I think about it Mm. like co-ed sleepovers because because you could drive and everyone had midnight curfew like yeah you just came home by like the time you were supposed to yeah it wasn't it probably had to do with the fact that I didn't have a large friend group in my later years of high school uh and I had a car and I would just like go home yeah I will say I don't I think it wasn't until I was 
maybe like yeah like 16 17 we yeah. were allowed group big group of people group, yeah just like a group just sleepover pile in someone's house yeah yeah we would just go home <laughs> yeah no because there weren't like it was like three or four of us and you wouldn't yeah that's so funny interesting yeah tell us if you did co-ed sleepovers if like yeah, sleepovers I'm, were I'm a curious, thing yeah at what point because I remember sleepovers being a big deal in like elementary middle school but not as you went into high school I feel like they got more fun once we were in high school that's so funny yeah because uh, there's like gossip like once you're in high school mm. there really is gossip yeah 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 everybody at our sleepovers because the only sleepovers that we did were like in middle school and like early high school and somebody always like pulled a prank on the first person who went to sleep always a fun time so so pure i know it was high school was such innocent times so pure um but yes that sleepover scene was very cute because it was like a fun little mixture of friends and like they were all like kind of grappling with different struggles and different they all had different things going on they were all going through something yes as you do as a teen it's true so but yeah i did i really did like imogen as a character and as her journey through this whole thing because funny enough like she liked everyone that charlie liked <laughs> yeah she and charlie have the same taste i love that for them that's cute no but i don't remember much about her interactions with charlie because she was nick's friend she's like nick's she's childhood nick's friend. friend yeah i don't remember her really having a ton of interaction with charlie i thought it was really cute that she and like darcy yeah. started to become friends yeah I thought that was like a really cute friendship. And she and Elle. Mm-hmm. That was a really cute and fun friendship too. Yeah, she kind of, I mean, as you do with like a bigger friend group, like there are lots of, I feel like it was pretty common like in my friend groups where like you're friends as a group, but like mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily hang out with everybody one-on-one. Right, right. So yeah, I feel like it just, it was very natural way to like bring them all together. And yeah, yeah. it was cute. Uh, so speaking of Elle and Tao and all the side cup side characters, uh, I like the development of Tao and Elle's relationship. Yeah, me too. It was it frustrated it was me. It yeah. was frustrating for me to watch because really was. I didn't. There were many times I really didn't understand Elle. Mm. I really did not understand her reactions to. Especially there was one time. Where it really, I was like, I just don't, I just didn't get it. Like, I just didn't understand. (laughs) So when they go on the date and he's like, Tao has whatever, like, picked this movie that he knows she loves. He's, like, trying really hard. And he's trying super hard. And she gets, like, mad at him. Yeah. And I didn't understand. Like, I still don't really understand that reaction of, like, being mad at him for trying so hard. Like, he clearly is, like, he he likes you and he's trying to show you that he pays attention to the things that you like. And he wants to like create this like fun, amazing, good time for For you you. based on the things that you love. Like it very much was like an acts of service, love language type of date that he was putting together. And instead of her being appreciative or just explaining to him, like next time let's do something you like to do. Right. Or maybe on the next date, like instead of her, like creating a date for him or something, she gets mad at him, like, and mean, like she was kind of mean to him and it all worked out in the end. It was fine. And like, 
I just didn't get it. Like, it didn't seem like her personality to do that. It did, like, it felt wrong. I don't know. I think I, I understood it a little bit as two things first the idea that like she's getting what she wants and it feels surreal it feels like too good to be true and then you self-sabotage right mm. like there are people that do that they're like there's no way that this boy likes me and so i'm gonna like push back against it because like there's no possible way the other reason i can see her doing this is because he's becoming someone she doesn't know like he's trying too hard to be the person she he thinks she wants him to be which is not who he actually is so potentially in that because like she knows him and like they're good friends and so potentially it's one of those situations where she's like no I already know you don't like this movie and so I know you're unhappy and I like you and I want thing happy things for you but why would you be mad at him I about know that? like that but was it goes back to the self-sabotage of like the self-sabotage thing makes more sense yeah. because I genuinely I was like I don't get like why are we mad at you're him being, for like doing well, a nice thing you're being high schoolers Right? Like you're hormonal and emotional and like you overthink and like mean to him. And like L is not a mean person. So I think that's what confused me about it more than anything is I was like, it doesn't seem like her personality to be mean to him. And overall the like the funny part about their relationship is they lacked the communication that like Nick and Charlie (laughs) had the worst communication. Whereas like we went into season one being like, Oh my god, the communication. There's so much communication in this season. You have you have good communication still between Nick and Charlie for the most part but then you have like the lack of communication where I yeah I do think potentially part of it is like neither one of these characters knew how to tell the person that they were closest to like their real true feelings because you're you're scared you're like you're unsure of how the other person's going to react because you do have that depth of relationship and friendship and then like kind of grappling with like what if what if the other person doesn't feel the same way like am I allowed to change the dynamic of this relationship well and I can kind of see the like (sighs) denial slash (laughs) self-sabotaging like I get that I guess I remember that as a teenager like Mm -hmm. I definitely had those moments where like I just didn't like I liked a boy and he clearly like in retrospect and like my other friends would then go on later to tell me like like, Ayla what the hell um (laughs) of like where I was like I don't know I just didn't think that's what he was doing and then like my my younger sister we have this story because like she and I are like fairly close in age and um so by the time I was in college she was in like later high school and she used to be allowed to come visit me on the weekends Mm -hmm. like I went to school my first year of college I went to school in a different city um and she used to be allowed to come visit me on the weekends (laughs) and like so there was one weekend that she came to visit me and she's like staying in my apartment and because I lived in an apartment my first year of college like with yeah. friends. I didn't live like in a dorm, a dorm on yeah. campus. And um, we we were having a party, as you do. Yes, yes. And like my younger sister was like always has been a part of my friend group. And like yeah. we always have had overlap in friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there was this boy <laughs> <laughs> And he looked just like Nick Jonas. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. It, um, his name was Kevin. And his name was Kevin, but he looked like Nick Jonas, which uh, is funny. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his name was Kevin. I don't want to sell his last name, but like every time I hear it, I just like hear his full name right. in my head because it was one of those boys where like yeah. you say his full name. Yeah, like, like when Nick Nelson. Yeah, like Nick Nelson. Like when you were talking about him. You, ben Brazier. Exactly. <laughs> Benjamin Brazier. You would call him Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His okay. last name. Continue. And, um... <laughs> uh. At this party, he was like, like 
flirting with, like, really flirting with her. And he he wasn't in college yet or anything. He just, we had, like, a very mixed age mm-hmm. friend group at that point. Um, being, like, 18-year-olds in college, like, yeah. some of our friends were, like, younger. Anyways. Um, and, like, I kept telling her. I was, like, he's, like, hitting on you. He's hitting on you. He's flirting with you. And she's, like, no, no. She's, like, absolutely <laughs> he's not. Yeah. Absolutely he's not. And I was, like. Think about the things that he just said, like, yes. She was like, no. And she was fully in denial. And it didn't, it was like, I want to say like a year or two later that he was like, he like said something about it. He was like, I don't know. I flirted with you and you didn't flirt back with me. <laughs> so I just saw you didn't like, <laughs> like, it was really funny. So I guess the whole like denial, like yeah. maybe Ella's like, I could see her being like in denial about it. Maybe that was her reaction yeah. of like, he's doing this to like be nice to me basically because right. he doesn't want me to go away he Maybe doesn't he's like, actually have these feelings for me he's figured out that she likes him and like he's trying to save her face right he's and, like, trying to yeah. like be nice to her it's not that he actually likes her it's that he's trying to be nice to her maybe that's what she's thinking and it like annoys her and she I don't know well and she is withholding because like it is annoying here's the thing I hate the idea that like you don't tell people things to spare their feelings, which is essentially lying. And then eventually they find out that you didn't tell them the thing. And then they're upset because like you didn't tell them the thing. And this is what she does when she gets into art school. She, she should be able to go to the person she's closest to and be like, there's a good thing that happened to me. Can you be excited with me? But instead she's like, Oh, he's going to be sad instead of celebrating this good thing that happened to her. But I think that it's valid. I think you can, I don't think that is a reflection on him at all or her. No. And I don't think it's like lying or, and I don't think it's the wrong choice. Like I actually really understood that because like, she she's gonna go and she knows she's gonna go and he's happy for her he wants her to go he's excited for this for her but i don't think it's a bad thing for him to be sad i don't think that i don't think those two things are mutually exclusive right right, i think he can be sad and excited for her i think he can be both well but the fact that she withheld that information he then found out through someone else and then he was sad about it and then there was double sadness because he felt like she couldn't like come to him with this good thing because she knew he was going to be sad but like yeah it's a very conflicting thing but I think yes you're right that like he was going to be sad and she was going to be sad that like they're going to be apart right I think they're both going to be sad about the same thing she's going to be more excited because she's going to this school that she wants to go to but like it is it is a an awful thing because I had a friend group in college where like two of our friends started dating and I was ecstatic for them but their other closest friend like they didn't tell her because they knew she'd be sad because like that dynamic changes even if like you don't want it to change it's still going to change a little bit but so they lied to her essentially for like months and then eventually they told her and then you have to tell her like oh yeah we've been dating behind your back for months and there was like this weirdness of like you couldn't trust me. Like, it's okay for me to be sad in this moment, but also, like, I'm even more sad because, like, we're the closest friends that we have, and, like, you didn't, you couldn't tell me this thing that was good for you. And so, yeah, I, Ellen Tao did eventually work it out. Another one of the best parents in BL, Tao's mom. Tao's mom. <laughs> she Tao's was fantastic. mom is great. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, she was a gym. I will say, so for Elle's fault, I do think Tao has faults too Mm -hmm. like Tao pretty much was great but Tao getting upset with Elle for having new friends is really not chill like you can somebody can have lots of friends and you should be happy for them that they have lots of friends instead of like 
having this weird like ownership over a person and I I don't really know kind of I know he was like scared to lose her and all of this and like was she drifting but that's the thing is like he should I feel like he should have been a bit more secure in their friendship yeah that just because she has other friends because if you think about their inner friend group right they've got Charlie they've got Nick they've got right, right like and they so her having these new friends that ultimately I think were really good for her because she's meeting trans people. She's meeting, right? Because no matter what, at, like Tao has been a very supportive friend to her from day one. Yeah. But Tao is not trans. Like no matter what, Tao will not yeah. a re- like understand everything that she's been through. And so like, right. I think that, it like I was really happy for her and I thought it was really good for her that she was like she had this friend group that kind of could share experiences with her mm-hmm. and share this like deeper understanding of like what yeah. she had been through. And that's always going to be a threat to him because like they understand more of who she is and that but that's just the nature of like transitions, right? Like this transition of going from high school to college. Yeah. Well, you hear it time and time again that like if you're dating somebody going into college, you're never gonna last. And if like you're 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 gonna lose touch with your friend group that you had in high school as you go into college, because yeah, like you change, like you change, you transition. Things are different. Like your life looks so different. You a lot of times become friends with people in college that like you have the same class schedule with or that like you live close to. Yeah, I just I think that like that I that really made me feel gross when he was like upset with her for getting for having new friends for making new friends when I feel like he should have been happy for her. Um, And so but ultimately for all of their faults on both sides, I think they both like they figured it out and they got there and it was so cute. And with like the leg pop, like when they kiss in the museum, like, oh. The whole thing was just so good. That whole museum scene was so beautiful and sweet and, like, well done. They were very cute. I loved that museum scene. Okay, Nick and Charlie. Or do do we want to talk about Darcy and Tara first? Let's do Darcy and Tara first because I feel like they were so interesting. Mainly because, like, they weren't a lot. They weren't a big part of like the whole series until like the last couple of episodes, and then it got real dark yeah, and dramatic. Like we, you knew something was going on with them, but you didn't really know no what idea. the deal was. But I did like the way they did that because I thought it was cool because like that's what was happening in their relationship. Yeah, is like she knew something was up, but she didn't know what. She didn't know the details, so I right. did think it was cool the way they like showed it to us because we were kind of experiencing it in the same way as like yeah were. she was yeah. yeah yeah when we were trying to figure out exactly what was going on we were like what could this be that's so scary yeah. and dang the mom the worst mom in BL the worst the <laughs> worst mom we have the best intense. mom and the worst mom in this but show I, and I feel like that's so true to life sometimes the people who have it all together sometimes have like the hardest home life or the hardest like relationship in some like there there's that person where y- you see that they you think they have it all together and then come to find out like they're just like faking it till they make it. What is it? What's that thing that's like on all the like southern stuff that's like everyone's fighting a private or whatever? Like basically, <laughs> don't be mean to people because you don't know what they're going yeah, through. Yeah, you have Even no if idea. they seem like super confident and like, it's you know, fun. water off ducks back, like they, you know, totally can handle whatever you have to throw at them. Like, no, they probably can't. Like, what if we're just not mean to people, you guys? You have no idea what's yeah. going on. I mean, as. We have seen in so many instances with 
celebrities and like famous culture you're like you have no idea what they've been through or yeah. what they're dealing with but yeah that was heavy and it yeah. like i i do credit this show i think that it like it shows the f- a bunch of different family dynamics in really real ways because yeah. like the sad part is is this is a reality like this really yeah. is how some parents react and treat their kids and like there also you have these families where there's splits like one of my very very good friends who he's gay um but when when he was a teenager like half his family knew and half of his family didn't because he knew that part of his family wouldn't like yeah so like how in nick's case like it was kind of a similar situation Mm -hmm. where he knew like part of his family wasn't going to accept it be favorable yeah yeah yeah, I did appreciate that, like, the friends rallied. It, like, that was such a sweet moment of, like, they all came together. And it it's nice because I feel like within this, within all these characters in this show, there's someone that, like, you can relate to and understand. And, like, there's there's someone for everyone. And, yeah, this, this, this storyline, it, like, felt like it came out of nowhere, which I guess was, yeah, true to their relationship on screen where you're, like, dang, like, you're you're living it as the watcher yeah what um darcy is darcy right is the one who's like in the dark about it all that was fascinating yeah it was a really heavy storyline season one like they were the power couple. couple yeah yeah and like to to everyone else watching them they're the perfect couple right and so like I really hope in season three we get more of them, right? We got so much Ellen Tao, which I love. So I'm hoping we get a little more, like, especially now that, like, we've said we love each other and all of this. Like, and she throws her this little birthday party, which was so, so cute. Yeah, yeah. The truth, I will say, speaking of the birthday party, the truth or dare spin the bottle hybrid situation was fascinating to me. I have never before seen it played that way. Leave it to the teens to like condense the old school stuff in something new and fun and fresh. Yeah. Like, yeah, the spin the bottle. truth. So you, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody knows the actual rules of this game, you spin the bottle and the person it lands on, the person that spun it gets to say truth or dare and either ask, you know, ask them the truth or tell them a dare. And then if they don't want to do it, then they have to kiss the person. Oh, yeah. I don't Is know. that the rule? I think that's I what I like picked up from watching it. But okay. I'm still I'm unclear. Is it? I'm fascinated by this like hybrid game. Also, another game across cultures. Does every culture play a version of spin the bottle? I know most con- cultures have truth or dare. We know they do in Thailand. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen it in like, Although Korean. Although in Thailand, like somebody in Thailand was telling me about like truth or dare played with cards. Right. I don't. I still don't quite. He explained it to me, and I don't still don't the- quite understand. <laughs> I don't know. He did his best, but oh. I still don't really understand how you play truth or dare with like a deck of cards. Like he was telling me, it's yeah. like a deck of like a fit like king queen jack like a deck of fifty two cards, and I'm like I don't get it. And then he was oh. telling me that like the dare is the same every time. And I was like, I don't, I'm so confused, but okay. Because we've, I don't think I should play Truth or Dare with Thai people. I think I would lose immediately. In Thai shows, I have seen them play that, like, I am your king game, mm-hmm. which is similar to Truth or Dare, but, like, different. But that's not what he said. He said it's, it's Truth, Truth or, or dare. dare, but with a deck of 52, like, playing cards. Right. <laughs> and the dare was always the same dare. Or maybe he was saying if you didn't do the truth of punishment. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. I'm unclear. But yeah, I'm, I would be curious to know if 
truth or dare and spin the bottle are universal across all countries does every country kind of like how every country has like a rock paper scissors yeah, yeah. and what is it called in your country yeah is it called spin the bottle or is it called like whatever the translation is for is each is it a cult? translation or is it oh called something completely different tell us we want to know I want to know okay uh, to finish off the friend group we got an ace character we did that and was that was cool the way that they did that was really interesting to me because I it was interesting to watch Isaac figure that out about himself and it was interesting as a viewer to watch it unfold because for me as a viewer at least when I was watching it I was like he's looking around watching all these people kiss and in my head I'm wondering like is it because he wants to be kissed Mm -hmm. and I think that that really uncovers like an implicit bias that I have that's just like assuming, yeah, everybody wants to make out all yeah. the time, right? They're just assuming that everybody is like interested in that. And it turns out that or like, like it means the same to everybody. He, right. That he's looking around watching these people kiss and he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why do you would like, he doesn't understand. He's like, why would you want yeah. to do that? And then like watching him like get there where he thinks he kiss, he kisses, the the other very cute little boy whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember. And he he think or at first he says, "Oh, it just I don't like him, right? I didn't enjoy this kiss because I don't yeah. like him." And then like he figures out, and I did. I got there like a little quicker because I remembered in the book display that they were setting up there was a very prominent book about. Mm asexuality right and so i was like oh i bet that's what's happening here just like how i called charlie's eating disorder very early on yeah i called that very early on i was like we're i was like this is a thing this is a thing yeah 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 Yeah, i also the thing that i love too and we're seeing it more and more is the importance that like entertainment and media plays in like some people's development because he talks about how like he reads a lot of books and he sees these stories and he, he, he finds the stories interesting, but like he never wants to be a part of that. Right. And the way that like everyone consumes media differently. And I think this is a great kind of lesson of some people want to just like observe other people's stories. And then some people want to put themselves in the stories and it's different for everyone. And for Isaac, he very much was like, I enjoy viewing these things, but, I don't want to do these things. And I thought that was really an interesting narrative and like kind of him dealing with that. And, and yes, there is a very much given kind of standard of like, everyone wants to kiss everyone else. Right. I realized that about myself and I caught myself. I was like, I was like, wow, that, that was pretty like, yeah. I was like, that I, I'm trying to come up with the term of, I, I don't think homophobic is the term. Is there a term? Can someone tell me? Please leave in the comments. Like, what is the term for being for having like a bias against asexuality? Anyways, it's an implicit bias, yeah. which we all have implicit biases yeah. that like we don't know about until we realize them, until we know about right. them. And in that moment, I realized I was like, is that, I was like, why did I assume he wanted to kiss? Someone? I wonder is that part of like heteronormative? Horm- yeah, maybe maybe it's just heteronormative behavior. Yeah, but you can. I don't know. I know that is interesting. If anybody knows, tell us. You know who I bet would know, Doctor Thomas Baden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should DM him. Yeah, yeah. We should have him on Help the show. Me, actually, we should have him on the podcast. Uh, okay, so yeah, that was an interesting storyline. Okay, now let's talk about Charlie and Nick. We have one more storyline to talk about first. Oh wait, who? 
the cute teachers. Oh my god, that was so fun. I love them. That was so fun. I love them. Mr. Farouk is such a mood. <laughs> he was I am mood. obsessed with Mr. Farouk. When they checked into that hotel, we both looked at each other and we were like, is it gay? We were like, is it gay? Are they going to be gay? <laughs> and like the whole time leading up to it, like when they were like in front of the room when all the kids were like getting ready to go to Paris yeah. and they're standing there next to each other, I was like, is it? Are they, okay? are they are they are they gonna be gay? I did love that it became gay. <laughs> and then it really was. I also, and I love I love the like sneaky the way yeah. that the way that he did it when he was like because they, they catch the boys making out and he was like, I remember it like, you know, or something about like I'm too old for like a a high school. Yeah, one of the teachers, well, Mr. Farouk was like, I didn't get to have that because I didn't realize I was gay until I was like in my 30s. Yeah, but before that, the other teacher is the one that like, he's that's yeah, him he's sneaky like, trying to figure it out. Yeah, he's like, didn't we all have that? And the yeah. other guy was like, I don't know, I was Mi- too late to the gays. Yeah, Mr. Farouk being like, well, I didn't figure out I was gay until I was like an adult. So it is, I'm, I'm never going to have that youthful indiscretion. I them both being like. And then, but is it good? yeah, that was, I <laughs> loved that conversation of them like figuring it out, putting two and two together. I was like, yes. And then I also loved when they were about to hook up, then the reality of being a teacher, which by the way, this whole trip stressed me out so much. I was like, <laughs> literally the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I cannot imagine having to watch and supervise like a group of like 20 teens in Paris because you're like from a liability standpoint like these are children and you're like responsible for them I mean in another country did you take high school trips with with school yes but were there multiple teachers yes but also I can't imagine having to be the adult because like I took trips, and when I tell you, we got up to shenanigans. We got up to shenanigans. I also went to yeah. summer camp where we, like, stayed on mm. college campuses. Yeah. I went to debate camp because I'm a nerd. Um, and so at debate camp, you stay in dorms on the campus. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are students there. Should ne- No, they never let us stay in dorms with students. No, no. There we weren't were university empty. students just, like, on campus? There were, but not in the dorms we were in. But, like, you didn't. We were in fully empty dorms. But, like, you didn't interact with, like, the other university students. It doesn't no, matter if you're really. staying in the same door. Not really, because we were, I mean, also, we were debate kids. Like, yeah, listen, yeah. debate kids do get up to shenanigans, but debate kids in general more so get up to shenanigans with each other than, because, uh. you know, you don't really have that, like, <laughs> I don't know. You don't got the riz. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we were all rizless. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. But no, the whole time, I was like, I cannot, now as being an adult. This is why all the parents me out. signed a waiver. But still, you're the adult. Like, even if you're not going to get sued or whatever because, like, the parents signed a waiver, you still, like, that is a child you're responsible for. And it's not just a child. It's, like, 20 of them. Yeah. Good Lord, no. Anyways, the realities of their situation <laughs> came crashing down on them so quickly because they were about to hook up. And also, then they roll into the room with this, like, drunk girl because these sweet, sweet teens are like, help us, she's drunk, we don't know what to do. I know, I did think that was funny. It's, a, it's, such, it's such teens. You're like, she's drunk. That's... It was, like, the cutest, funniest As long thing. as she's not she passed out, you're bed. fine. I did think it was funny she pukes on the bed so then they don't have sheets for one of the beds. A ring? Of course. <laughs> this is very much like Tybee all where it's like, like, like in DBK and Dark Blue Kiss where like they go to rent the hotel and they only have rooms with one bed and obviously. I'm so sorry I don't know what to tell you. You obviously both have to sleep in the bed together. Oh, uh, it's just fantastic. the teachers brought me so much joy. They were fantastic. I love them. I did love that they ended up being gay. Yes. Oh, that was amazing. Okay, now Charlie and Nick. 
Um, yeah, their storyline this season was really interesting. There was a lot of dynamics at play. It wasn't about just like them being obviously it was never going to be them happy go lucky, like hand in hand, because they did have to grapple with Nick still very much being in the closet socially and Charlie being out. <laughs> it was so funny, though, because like when you when you post someone to your feed. That's how I mean. It's, it's real. It's, it's real. Instagram official, as it we is. used to say in the day. Facebook official. Facebook official. I thought that was so funny. Like you're not gonna just. <laughs> Although there is this one Thai actor that keeps posting very cryptic IG posts with with random friend friends that are boys, and everyone's like, "Is it gay?" Unclear. <laughs> yeah i I really liked Charlie and Nick this season. I thought it was really interesting to watch. Charlie take on so much responsibility for trying to yeah. make Nick's story perfect when there's so many other external factors that he can't control. Yeah. And so in the end, he ends up just hurting himself more. And Charlie, of course, because he's Charlie, like it just takes on all that responsibility on himself. And then Nick Nelson being the perfect boy ends up like he's so worried about Charlie all the time that he doesn't he under he's so well adjusted <laughs> nelson is so well adjusted god he's the most well adjusted except for the boy except for the relationship with like his family that's like the only part well, where with he his definitely dad, but he's well yeah. adjusted in the sense that like he understands what all is happening it's not like and he very and he says to charlie he's like i knew this was never going to be perfect i knew yeah. you know that i could only do as much as i could you know and so like in Charlie trying to make everything perfect for Nick and being so fixated on like this has to be perfect yeah, for and Nick. protecting him. He ends up making it harder on Nick because now not only is Nick going through this, but Nick is also now worried about Charlie. who's yeah. going, Like, you know what I mean? So he's like adding on stress for Nick. It's just like, it's a fascinating dynamic, but Nick Nelson is perfect. His brother is a piece of shit. His brother sucks. I am kind of obsessed with Charlie's sister, though, who... Yeah, she's great. For a minute, I was like, wait, are Charlie's sister and Nick's brother going to get together? Because, I so, too. But, but Charlie's sister would never. No. But, like, definitely Nick's brother kind of has a thing for her now. Because as soon as she was mean to him, he was like... I could see them, like, hate making out in season three. No, Charlie's sister would never. She's perfect. No, I mean she, she would. She would never. I disagree. I, I think... think she would have full control of that situation and she'd be but like she would never she'd make want, him nicer no she would never spend her time or waste her energy on somebody mm. that's homophobic like that nah yeah that was really interesting because because again charlie or nick had photos of him and charlie on his wall in his bedroom and he was like if you didn't if you don't want people to know like why are you so obvious right i mean at the same time though like i as somebody that grew up with siblings stay out of my room like, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah in my room that's my space like <laughs> Why are you in my room? His brother has zero boundaries. As right. We have obviously. But like, I mean, listen, it's Nick's room. He doesn't he doesn't have his own house. Like, no, what's he yeah. supposed to do? You know, like they're not adults. I And I do like his relationship with his mom. And that mom is very like she's protective and she's like supportive, but she knows she can't shield her children from like bad things. And she's like, you have to deal with what you know like your dynamic with your dad for example like there's nothing she could have done because I think a lot of parents want to be everything to to their children that the other parent isn't in that like divorce situation and she very much is like your dad sucks <laughs> like yeah. I wish I could make it better but like I know I can't and by by trying to make it better I would probably make it worse and so I'm just going to be the supportive 
parent that I can be. Yeah. And she she is very nice in that situation. But yeah, that dinner where they're literally both families, it's like bro it's it's again it's so obvious because like you're not just gonna bring like your straight fit friends like entire family to dinner listen <laughs> it it was always gonna be what it was gonna be oh. i don't know like oh it's so funny uh, yeah i think their dynamic is really interesting i think charlie is just has a lot to work through like charlie has a lot of trauma yeah. and i do think nick nick i think should get a lot of credit for the fact that he's so understanding about this, about the eating disorder now, right? This is the what mm-hmm. they're going through together now. We're like, that's a lot for a 16-year-old to take on. Yeah. That's a, like, that's a big thing to shoulder to, like, try to be trying and, like, helping your boyfriend work through. Like, that's, that's a lot. Like, Nick's got, and I would be surprised if in season three we didn't see Nick have a stumble Mm. because he's taken on so much as a 16 year old and I always forget how young they are yeah like even when they're having the conversation in Paris about like they're both not ready to have sex yet Mm -hmm. is like I was like oh yeah because they're like 15 16 I was like they're like young I did appreciate kind of how how chaste I guess I would say this series is because like a lot of times in straight teen shows they're banging left they're banging and right. already yeah which statistics actually say that like ch- like uh teens are having sex later and later because they're so online that like they're not doing as much in person they're having physical sex later and later i actually yeah. just read a- through this study um and teens also are more desensitized to sex now than they ever mm. have been before and they also um they have like earlier exposure have, to it, mm-hmm. mm. and they are like they're a lot more desensitized. They have higher levels of porn addiction. They have higher mm. levels of like abusive behavior because they're not learning sex through the experience of sex. They're learning sex by watching people do it online like and extremes. the like step on me, choke me, right? Yeah, All of that. Wild. That like it, it teens now are having less physical sex than they used to, but they are a lot higher rates of like sex disorders now. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because even the teen media that I can think about that showcases intimacy between teens is not a healthy depiction. No, it's of... always like pretty abusive. It's not a great situation. Yeah. yeah. No. But yeah, I, d- I definitely like I forget how young they are sometimes. And I think partially it's because Nick takes on so much. Yeah. Like Nick is just like he's the per- like how this kid is so well adjusted at the age. He's 16, I believe. At, like at the age of 16. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I will be curious to see in the next season if if. Nick, if they show any of Nick's flaws, if of he like, has like a little bit of a breakdown, yeah, because I mean it's a lot. He's taken on a lot. I did think it was interesting the way that they showed pa- the panic attacks in this season and the fact that like Nick, in relation to his friends, because yeah, he he does seem mostly unaffected by a lot of it, but that like when they were at that bonfire and he was like trying to grapple with like his friends and his like charlie friends because he's very much being pulled in many different directions um 
and how they showed that like he was feeling overwhelmed like he wasn't totally unaffected right that was an interesting yeah and like he couldn't find charlie and he was supposed to be in charge of charlie yeah which again like taking on a little too much there bro i know Uh, yeah that was interesting also the way that they showed charlie when he was like going through his eating disorder right like as he was about to like pass out and things like that yeah was really interesting. The way that they do the graphics in this sh- in this series yeah. is really interesting and the, cool. The way that this show really does the light and the dark well. Yeah. I think like they can be fun and and light and like very graphic novely, but also handle the like heavy stuff in a respectful way. I thought yeah. it was really well done. Yeah, I thought it was a great series. We end on a cliffhanger because of course we know we're already renewed for season 3. Yeah. So, we we end on a cliffhanger, which is a very teenage cliffhanger of him texting, I love you. Oh, so cute. And we don't get to see him reply. So oh. we don't know what he's going to say. But it's it's a pretty good cliffhanger, I will say. I wonder if we're going to get a time jump or if it'll uh, if they'll right stay be in, in high yeah. school. That would be interesting. I don't know. I haven't read the graphic novels. I know. So if somebody that's read the novels, you probably do know and you could tell us. Be interesting. Okay. We have some housekeeping. Sure. Come to Thailand with us. If you didn't know, now you know. We're going to Thailand and we're hosting a group trip. It's going to be so fun. August 29th through September 4th, 2024. So uh, just about exactly a year from now, as of the time of recording, there are two spots left on the tour. Um, I don't know if this will still be the case when this releases, but as of the time of recording, two spots left. So if you haven't booked, go book now. The link is in the description of this episode. The way that it works, you only have to put 25% down. There is no like credit check or anything to do that. It's kind of similar to if you've ever booked a cruise. Um, it's a very similar situation. Yeah. They do also accept a firm. That one does have a credit check. And so, like, that situation is going to vary from person to person. Um, But if it is sold out by the time you get to this, that's okay. Sign up anyways because we can have a wait list. So if somebody, unfortunately, has an emergency and has to cancel, a spot could open up and you could, you know, get pinged off the wait list. So I do recommend still signing up for the wait list if you really want to go if it is sold out. But as of right now, two spots left. Come with us to Thailand. It's going to be super fun. We're going to Bangkok and Chiang Mai. So I'm so excited about it. We're going to be doing some BL stuff, but also some very just like Thailand stuff. It's going to be everything and all the things. All the things, all the food, all the culture, all the BL stuff. It's going to be so much fun. Come with us. Come with us. This has been Let's Talk BL. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow all things Let's Talk BL at Let's Talk BL.